Welcome to the Christ Life Ministries podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Olubi Johnson. For more information about this podcast and our other resources, please visit spcconline.org. God bless you. That thou, and then in thy heart, that thou mayest do it. See, I have said before this day, life and death. You do it, you keep the covenant. You don't do it, you default on the covenant. The answer is death. The other day I was teaching us here, you know, it says, if we would judge ourselves, then we would not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord that we should not be condemned. See, God doesn't want his children to go to hell. So, when he sees that this one is not keeping covenant, and I've been trying to get there, he's not just listening, he's doing his own thing, like Saul, you know, he's gone back from following me, you know, he's not doing it, you know, God will first of all bring weakness, and sickness, and all, <clears throat> at least let him come to heaven. Now, the will of God, but that is the penalty for breaking covenant. You need to understand it. And you know, this same truth, I preached this recently, subsists in marriage. Marriage is a blood covenant. You don't know what you are saying when you are taking those vows. You enter, you and your wife, they call it partner these days. I don't know where they got that from. <laughs> God forbid partner. <laughs> you know, you and your wife, you know, I use the partner because it's just before they get married. You know, you and the, you know, whoever. You, you now exchange vows. What are you doing? You're, with, with, with my body, I de worship. With all my worldly goods, I de bestow. It's covenant. You've just laid down your life, you've laid down your car, you've laid down your bank account, you've laid down your houses, everything. And so on the other side too. And then both of you say, till death do us part. Bing! It's over. It's finished. Now you, know, you wake up one morning because you didn't like, he didn't, he didn't watch the film you wanted him to watch. Or he didn't buy one bag for you when he wanted to go to Dubai. Or he wasn't able to say, I'm leaving here. I'm not doing it again. It, it is not like that at all. You're just walking to death. When you say, I do, I do, I do forever. <laughs> I do until Jesus comes. Amen. So what if they don't do something? Keep the covenant. You keep the covenant, God will work on the other partner. Don't let me go there. Thank you. Okay. So, why does God want us to keep the covenant? Well, he wants us to enjoy the blessings of the covenant. And they are great blessings. They, they are great, superior to anything you can even begin to imagine or think. Look at what he did for Abraham. Look at what God did for Abraham. Because Abraham obeyed him. It's not an easy thing for a hundred-year-old man now, now, to go and circumcise himself. 
you know, today we have medical science and all of that. All our medical people will tell you they wouldn't have the technology that we have today. You know, a million and one things could have gone wrong. Correct? Infection, all kinds of terrible things. But God kept him. God kept him. And not only did he circumcise himself, he circumcised Isaac. And Isaac had not been born. You know, he circumcised all the slaves in his house and everything. Then he healed. And then, you know, he went into his wife. And Sarah now conceived. It is very interesting, honey. She could not conceive until Abraham was circumcised. So the first king was disturbing the sperm. The promised seed could not come forth so long as there was a disturbance of the foreskin of the flesh. So it is spiritually. On, on Wednesday, I was teaching that let thy light so shine, so that thy light that is in thee be not darkness. It's the same thing. The light is in your spirit. But if the foreskin of your soul has not been circumcised, it blocks whatever is coming from the spirit and it will, not come. It will never produce the Isaac, which is the manifestation of the Son of God. It's amazing, the parallels. And they're exact. If Abraham did not circumcise, he would never have had Isaac. If you don't circumcise the foreskin of your flesh, you will never become a son of God. You will die a child of God. No, child of God and son of God are not the same thing. If you still like me, give me a phone. Don't worry, I'm going to be close soon. So you can go eat it back. When I'm talking, <laughs> so I was Amen. Thank you, honey. Thank you. At least I have my wife, Pastor Boyke and Pastor Wally. At least those three. I don't know about the others. <laughs> ah, okay, I can see some of that. Okay, I can see some of that who are still on my side. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, man, this stuff is so good. Okay. Now, God, he wants us to keep the covenant so we can enjoy the blessings of his covenant. And God can show us mercy. It is mercy that will help you to keep the covenant. But what God requires from you is the willingness and the practice of the obedience. Once that kicks into motion, mercy is right behind you. First Kings chapter 8. And this is the failure of Solomon. We're going to get to Solomon, Absalom, and, and Adonijah next week by the grace of God. But that's why this is like a prerequisite. You see, when you understand this, you now understand why those, all those three boys failed. Do you know that all David's sons failed? All of them. The best was Solomon, and he failed. Ultimately. He did some good things, but the end, may, the, may, may your end be better than your beginning. Solomon's end was terrible. And the reason is very simple. He did not keep covenant. He didn't keep the covenant. First Kings chapter 8. 
You know when you begin to read this Bible, it gets deeper, Pastor G, it gets deeper and deeper and deeper. Honey, you, you watch this. First Kings chapter 8. And I'm going to look at verses chapter 8. There we go. Verses 23, 24, and 25. I could read a lot of other things, but because of time, we just want to zero in on what we want to zero in on. He says, and the Lord God of Israel, this Solomon praying at the dedication of the temple. You know, honey, the things God did for Solomon, God didn't do it for most human beings. Solomon had no excuse on this earth to mess up the way he did. He, God appeared to him twice. And then what do you want? He said, give me wisdom. He said, the thing pleased the Lord. And God said, ah, you didn't ask for the life of your enemies. You didn't ask for long life. You didn't ask for blessing. I'm going to give you wisdom that nobody in your generation will have. He said, and wealth that you didn't ask for, I've given you. And you know, watch this, darling. The blessing of the Lord maketh rich and adds no sorrow. That's on one something. Then, you know, the... the, the the, the, the promises of God, they are yea and amen, and the gifts are without repentance. God could not take it back when he began to misbehave. And it was the gifts that he used to misbehave. But watch his prayer. Watch what you pray. And make sure that you, when you pray, you mean what you are saying and that you will do it. Don't just say to impress God or impress the congregation. So that they'll say, ah, man, your man, pray, go on. You pray and then you contradict your own prayer. Ah, and he said, Lord God of Israel, there is no God like thee in heaven above nor on the earth beneath. Who? Everybody scream it. Who? Keep best what? And mercy with his servants that walk before thee with some of their heart. Solomon had the answer right there. Wait, come next week. Don't your neighbors say, don't miss next week. Next verse. Who has kept thy, with thy servant David my father? That that thou promised him, isn't God good? You know, God watched over that word. And he, in spite of David's failures, God made sure. God made sure that what he promised David came to pass. David couldn't build a temple. Nathan told him so. But God said, don't worry, your son will build it. In a time of peace. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. And thou speakest also with thy mouth. And thou hast fulfilled it with thine hand. Watch this. As it is this day. Everybody give the Lord another super clap offering. We have. When you sing this song now. You will sing it with understanding and meaning. Covenant keeping God. Covenant keeping God. He is a. He kept. God kept kept his part. He said, don't worry. Your son will build it. And not only did he provide the money, you know, the resources. David, you know, gave David the plan. 
by the spirit of the temple, how they were going to build it, the architectural plans and everything, gave it to Solomon. Then he put a lot of money aside. Then Solomon too, because he was a man of industry, he was able to get some more money. Some of the princes, they came. There was more than enough money. They, built, they said it was exceedingly magnificent. Then we read the sad part. Verse 25. Therefore now, Lord God of Israel, keep with thy servant David, my father, that that thou promised him, saying, There shall not fail thee a man in my sight to sit on, on the throne of Israel so that, so that thy children take heed. Scream, scream it somebody. To their way that they walk before me as thou hast walked before me. I don't know what else Solomon wanted. I don't know what else Solomon wanted. I'm not going to go there because I've gone there many times during this series. I'm just going to mention it. You can put it on the screen. You know, Deuteronomy chapter 17. God gives the future kings. They haven't made kings yet. Because God originally, he was, going to, he was going to have a spiritual dynasty. He knew natural dynasty would never work. That's why he didn't want them to have a king. But when they insisted, fine. He said, now, when the king comes, let him do this. Let him take a copy of the book of this law. And he will, thank you. You shall, you know, uh, next verse, verse 16. Look at you, you know, he will, he will keep a copy of this law he will, so that his heart will not be lifted up. But he will not multiply horses to himself, nor cause the people to return to Egypt. To the intent that you should multiply, go, go to the next verse. Where it says, shall not. <laughs> this was not written after Solomon. It was written before Solomon was born. This is Deuteronomy chapter 17. Solomon had a copy of this. And he blatantly, blatantly disobeyed it. Neither shall he multiply wives to himself, that his heart turn not away. Neither shall he greatly multiply, everybody scream to himself. You see, turn to your neighbor and say, your gold will multiply. And your silver will multiply if you keep the covenant, but never keep it to yourself. The problem was not the multiplication of the gold and the silver. The problem was sitting on it. Ojokole. He sat on it and was misbehaving all over the whole place. The abomination of the Zidonians, the, 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 the princess of Egypt, stupid girls, brought them, Solomon, Solomon, brought them to Jerusalem. Then he raised idols for them inside the court of the Lord's house. So they say, Ha, Solomon. Ha, you. Before you start shouting, Solomon, put your name there in the placeholder. If you don't keep covenant, what happened to Solomon will happen to you. Thank you. That's the next thing we're going to talk about mercy and our clothes. What happened to Solomon? Solomon knew. Who would have thought God appeared to him twice? 
Watch this. Before and after that time, up till now, we have not heard it happen. That a king will pray and fire will come from heaven. Elisha, yeah, you know, because it was with the prophets of Baal. Only Solomon. Solomon prayed this prayer of dedication. The Bible says fire came from heaven and consumed the sacrifice. They said all Israel bowed. God was so happy that he had fulfilled his word to David and his son Solomon was obeying him and he said, I'm sure if I do this, Solomon will never go back. I know, and I'm going to give the answer and close. No matter how much you know the word of God, no matter how much scripture you have in your heart, no matter how many weekly ramas you have written, speaking to Olubi Johnson, I'm telling, I'm speaking to myself, no matter how much revelation you have preached, like Proverbs and all of that, Solomon was not a, he was a, he was, he was revelation knowledge. The son of David. The preacher in Jerusalem. The day you stop keeping covenant, you're going down. Residual knowledge of God's word will not see you through. It has to be a fresh word each day. You've got to keep it in your mouth because it's a dynamic system. You're dealing with spiritual forces in the air that are constantly coming against the mind, the will, the emotions, and the body. If you do not continually keep that word in your mouth and releasing the spiritual forces of God, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, and all these fruit of the Spirit, to counteract those things, no matter how much you have prophesied, no matter how much you have, 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 have written, Solomon wrote, Solomon wrote Proverbs. He wrote Ecclesiastes. He, 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 he was part of the canon of scripture. But that did not save him when he stopped keeping covenant. Someone said, did Solomon go to heaven? I believe he did. If for nobody else because of David. I believe Solomon went to heaven. He died in almost a backslidden state. I'm sure God just killed him one day and just took him out before he could go to hell. You know who we're talking about? Solomon. Thank you, Jay. Ah! Jesus, He spake 3,000 proverbs. His songs were 1,005. He didn't save him. Do not Forgetting the things which are behind, including the successes. Oh, I've done this, I've preached this, I've done that, I've done this, I've done that, and all that. I don't care what you've done. I want to know what you are doing. Are you still keeping the word in your mouth? Are you still praying in the spirit? It's like for me to say, nah, what are you talking about? Eh, you did Sarah, you're a small girl. You know, I've been praying in tongues even before I met you. 
For five years, I've already been praying one hour, two hours in the spirit and all of that. You know, before all of you be born again, you know how much I've been praying. Ah, praise God. <laughs> you know, I read my Bible so many times. I know all of these things. That what are you going to tell me that I don't know? All that will not save me if I stop keeping the covenant. Are you listening to me? Are you listening to me? Past glory. You must be presently keeping the covenant. And I got news for you, baby. And you keep covenant until Jesus comes. Covenant is a daily thing. New Testament, I go, give me one scripture and I'm, I'm, I'm done. Because I know we're tired. But you know, this. am I helping anybody here? Now, 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 now. Quickly run to the New Testament and we'll run back to the Old Testament and close. Run to Hebrews chapter 8. It's amazing. God does not hide anything from us. Look at verse 10. Verse 10. For this is the covenant. Don't tell anybody say, what is the covenant? Say, this is the covenant. What we're about to read. This is the covenant. I will make with the house of Israel, this is us, the church. After those days, I will, look, watch it. What's the covenant? I will put my law into their mind. And I will write them in their hearts. And I will be to them a, and they shall be to me a people. It has not changed. Covenant is not something you just do once. You know, you do it daily. You take that sword and you Cut that foreskin of the flesh. When any sin nature comes from the outside, you cut it off. And anything comes from the, the blood, the word, and the spirit, you cut it off. You cut it off. You cut it off. You keep doing So long as you are on this planet and you are subject to these negative spiritual forces, and all of us are, including the Lord Jesus Christ, who was tempted in every way like as we are, yet without sin, who in the days of his flesh, he offered up, Prayer and so he kept covenant. Now let's get back to First Kings chapter eight and I close. Now I'm allowed three closings. So this is the first one. Ho ho ho! <laughs> Don't worry, I'm a, I'm about done. I'm about done. Hallelujah! Glory be to God. Now, let's go back to uh, uh, chapter 8, and uh, we're in verse 23. And uh, there's, a, there's a word there. I, I, I'm going to highlight that now and emphasize it. Yes, verse 23. Thou keepest, everybody say covenant and mercy. Say it. Say covenant and mercy. Everybody say covenant and mercy. Everybody say covenant and mercy. Once you start keeping covenant and you maintain it, God will show you mercy. Because God does not want you to fail. Mercy does four things. One, it will cause you not to be destroyed. By the mercies of God, we are not consumed. Two, mercy will cause you not to faint. How many people have been discouraged? Mercy, when mercy is there, you'll find that even when your heart goes, that thing will just come. 
and strengthen you. It says, we faint not because we have received mercy. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 1. Quickly, quickly go there. People are not familiar with that scripture. Everybody knows Lamentations 3.22. But seeing we have received this mercy, ministry, we have received mercy. We what? Mercy will cause you not to faint, not to be discouraged. Number three, mercy will cause you to be faithful. First Corinthians chapter 7 verse 25. Number four, mercy will cause you to triumph. It is not of him that runs, of him that will. Mercy is finishing grace. Because of mercy, you will finish well. But mercy is dependent on covenant. Observe it. It's covenant and mercy. See, once, once covenant kicks in and God sees that this person is up, you will find mercy will come. You won't faint. Stand to your feet. <laughs> you will not faint. I said you will not faint. I said you will not faint. You will not be destroyed. You will not be overcome. And you will triumph over judgment. That's what mercy does. That's why God packaged the thing. It was a package from God Almighty. Knowing our fleshly infirmities and, and, and weaknesses, he not only put in covenant, he added mercy to it. So covenant is the contract circumcision is the execution you t in the old testament it was cutting with a knife in the new testament it's cutting with the word of god and you do it daily even you do it every six hours that's why i said it will not depart you will talk of them when you sit down when you go up you know that you pray a lot in the spirit all is all covenant you're giving god that avenue because he's the second covenant partner you know he wants to use your voice he wants to use your mouth and your physical body as a vessel through which to release into the earth power that men have never seen before. Exceedingly, abundantly, above what any man can ask or think. Don't break it. Once those things are in place, then his mercy will follow you. You will not faint. You will not be destroyed. You will be faithful. And you will finish well. Let's talk to God. That's it. Everybody say, covenant, circumcision, and mercy. Oh, glory to God. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe these words have empowered you to live a victorious, transcendent life in Christ. Our mission is to equip God's people for service and build up the body of Christ until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. We encourage you to enjoy and share from thousands of resources, including books, sermons, prophecies and articles available on our website, spcconline.org. Thank you and God bless you.